0: Hey there, this is Grace Jensen, host of the Newlywed Show podcast. I have been married to my husband Zach since 2016, and we have two little girls. I'm almost finished with my bachelor's degree in family studies, and my dad is a couples therapist. So I picked up a lot growing up that's influenced my marriage for the better. I started the Newlywed Show because I need you to know three things one, whatever is going on in your marriage, you are not alone. Two, you can learn how to have a great marriage. And three, marriage matters. Your marriage matters. As you level up your marriage, you will learn skills and things about yourself that will translate into you leveling up in every other area of your life. Thanks for being here and enjoy the episode. Have you ever thought about the genius of a wedding photographer running a clothing boutique? Let me explain. As a successful wedding photographer who shoots all over the world, Alice Parkinson needed a wardrobe that was stylish, comfortable, and quality, but quickly tired of paying the inflated, unfair prices of trendy boutiques. So she decided to start her own. She now offers the exact same pieces seen at other clothing boutiques for up to 50, that's five zero percent, less. She specializes in cute, comfortable jumpsuits and dresses, and also carries tops, pants, and skirts. Access her boutique, Alice Loves Clothes, through her photography website at aliceshootspeople.com slash shop, and use the code NEWLYWEDSHOW for an extra 10% off her already fair prices. Once again, that's aliceshootspeople.com slash shop, and use the code Newlywed show. You can also join her Facebook group Alice Loves Clothes for extra discounts and the opportunity to pre-order and even vote for the clothes she stocks.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Zach Jensen. This is obviously not Grace today. Um, I am actually going to be doing this episode of the Newlywed Show today, and so it should be a blast. I'm excited to be here with all of you. So. Grace asked me to do this episode today, and it's actually going to be one that's a little more focused on the husbands out there. So if you're a wife out there, you know, go grab your husband and say, hey, you need to listen to this episode because this one is all about what I wish I'd known before pregnancy slash kids, etc." I'm just going to go ahead and dive right in. Um, So, I'm going to kind of break this up into three sections, more or less, you know, talk about kind of what I wish I knew before pregnancy and kind of some of the things you can do prep time-wise. The next section is going to be about birth and what I wish I knew about birth and what I wish I'd done to prepare for it. And then the last section is going to be kind of those early parenthood, you know, year, more or less, I guess. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and dive right into it then. So, again, the first section is going to be about pregnancy. So, the first thing I wanted to mention... And this, this may be obvious, and maybe a lot of you guys out there aren't going to struggle with this as much as I did, but you will be attracted to her again. You know, her. She's, she looks different, she is probably behaving different because hormones are crazy, but it's going to be okay, first and foremost, and I think... I know. Well, I just I just know that I had a hard time with this, and you know, in different aspects at different times. But I just, you know, I I think if I could go back and tell myself something is just to be like, relax. It's gonna be okay. You will be attracted to her. I know her body looks different. I know that she's acting different. All these different things. Like this is not the same person that you were dating. But it's gonna be okay. And you will have your best friend back. And you know, just just be patient and let it be. Let it happen. It's gonna be okay. Next thing. So I remember hearing a lot, you know, pre-pregnancy was that, you know, pregnant women are like super horny. And I'm not gonna lie, I was stoked. I was just, I was very hopeful. I was hoping that that was gonna be the case. And unfortunately, that was, that was, that was not the case in our situation. And you know, that's okay. And I guess, I guess what I'm saying is the thing that I wish I had Known was that that's not every woman. Not every not every pregnant woman is 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 super horny. You know there are those lucky few guys who have a wife that is that 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 is the case for them. But that is definitely not everybody. So you know just be be willing and patient about her her fluctuations in her sex drive over the course for pregnancy because it's just you know it's gonna come and it's gonna go and so just take it when it's there and be patient when it's not. Next next thing that I wish I had known was that the most important thing is that your wife feel supported. And again, I'm going to I'm going to emphasize this is that your wife feel supported. Not that you feel like you're supporting your wife, but that your wife feel supported kind of let's 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 dive into the difference there, so I think it's really easy sometimes for us to justify to ourselves that we're being really supportive that we're doing the right thing that we're doing the things we we could we could really quickly and easy easily list you know list off all the things that we're doing to help the household to help our spouse but the bottom line is is this is this is kind of like a love languages sort of thing. I think everybody feels supported in a different way and and every pregnant woman especially is going to feel supported and need support in a different sort of way. So, this is something that is definitely worth talking to your spouse about in terms of, you know, what do you need? How can I be there for you? And just re- and really be willing to take that feedback and, and run with it and be there for your spouse because, you know, she's she's doing a whole lot. She's doing a whole lot and it's it's really easy to to miss what she needs. So again, I'm going to I'm going to encourage you to ask her and even if it doesn't make sense, you should you you should be willing to do the things that, that that she needs you to do. It's also important to recognize that the things that she is going to need to feel supported over the course of her pregnancy, they, these things are going to change. So just be be ready and prepared for the fact that the things that are working and are helping her to feel Supported and loved during her first trimester are not going to be the same things as what she needs during her second trimester and her third trimester. And I, you know, it's not even really worth me giving a bunch of examples of these because it's going to be so vastly different for every woman and every pregnancy. You know, for some people, it might be helping them to get their exercise. For others, it's going to be not mentioning the word exercise. For some people, it's going to be, you know, getting them their favorite food. For somebody, it's going to be helping them get like some extra healthy food that helps them feel good. I don't know. It's just going to be so different for everybody. So talk to your spouse, brainstorm and, and it's probably going to take some brainstorming because they might not even know exactly what they need. And if that's the case, go back to your love languages and just guess and check, guess and check guys, guess and check. Okay. So next thing is, uh, and this is going to be kind of an obvious one, but it's something that, that I know that I struggled with more than I probably should have. Obviously she's not going to be able to do as much as she used to. Um, and, and you know, this this is in all areas, in 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 work and helping run the house and food and in all of these things and and that's okay. And again, this might seem obvious, but I think I think it's important to recognize that as a couple there is a diminished capability, and so there's probably gonna be some things that fall through the cracks, and that is okay cover for her in the things that maybe she used to do that isn't that she's no longer able to do. i don't know so like i mean the, the the easiest example of course and of course this is going to look different in every, every relationship because everybody has different roles from it between your husband and wife in terms of who is primarily responsible for each thing but you know for the quick and easy example is if you know maybe in the past she has been primarily responsible for meals you should probably take on meals keep yourself fed but if she was also responsible for like uh, you know cleaning up certain areas of the house or something like that and there is going to be there's going to be a limit to how much you can do also. So there's going to there's probably going to be some things that are just going to slip through the cracks. So I guess my main thing that I would encourage you in is to be intentional about what you let slip through the cracks. So don't just let it happen. I would look at the time that you have and the time that you need to do these various things and decide which of these things you're going to let slip a little bit and to what degree and just let that happen and be okay with it and know that you are doing your best and she's doing her best. And and again, this is going to vary so much throughout the course for pregnancy and, and that's okay. So again, make up for what you can and don't worry about the rest and be intentional about it. Okay. So here's another thing that was, was probably harder than me. So if you haven't picked up on it from all these podcasts, I am a very frugal bordering on stingy person when it comes to money stuff, right? And so so here's the tip. Here's the thing that I that I wish I had had a better understanding for is she your wife is going to need to buy maternity clothes. And because she probably still wants to look cute at least to some degree or another, they're probably going to be expensive again, to one degree or another. And I think I I was just not mentally prepared for the fact that my wife was going to basically need a new wardrobe in order to dress herself and just so that she could feel some semblance of herself. Because here's 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 the deal, guys. She is already losing so much of what her body has been for her entire life. That is a really big sacrifice and that's a really big transition to go to. And sometimes not being able to even dress in a way that makes you feel confident in yourself can be just kind of the hair that breaks the, the camel's back in terms of feeling like a sane person who can handle being pregnant and also life, generally speaking. So, again, be prepared for the fact that she's going to need to buy some clothes and that's going to cost something. So, just, you know, if, if in your in your pre-pregnancy budgeting or whatever, account for that, be aware of that, and prepare yourself mentally for that. Okay, so that's most of what I had for pregnancy. So, we're going to go ahead and move on to birth. So this is this is the biggest tip that I usually give to people. You should watch some full on crotch shot videos of babies coming out of vaginas. It's not weird. You need to be prepared for it because in a couple of months that's gonna be your wife and you can't be fainting on the floor as you watch a baby come out of her, right? So I just I think I think it is good this is not a sexual thing. This is a matter of preparing yourself so that you are ready for what is going to happen when you're in that delivery room. And that way when you're in there and you're down by your by your wife's legs as as the baby's coming out, you're not freaking out about what's going on. You you are able to actually be there in the moment and appreciate it for what it actually is. And it's a beautiful thing and it's really cool. But if it's the, if it's your first time when it's your baby, you could be freaking out. So again, I would encourage you to take some time and watch some videos of actual births happening and kind of normalize that in your brain and get over that initial, holy crap, that's a lot of blood. And oh my gosh, I didn't know that could stretch that big sort of feelings. And just, you know, Get over some of that initial shock of what that's like. So that's that's probably my biggest tip in terms of preparing yourself for, for birth. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is... I don't know if Grace has talked about this before, but in especially with our first child, Jackie, Grace did used a technique called hypnobirthing. And if you haven't heard about it, it's not like you know, waving a clock in front of her eyes and making her go into some deep meditative, well, into some hypnosis that she has no control over her body. It's actually almost the opposite of that. So what it really is, is it is a practice of meditation and putting yourself into a... Semi trance like state in which you can just basically you're you're learning how to relax your body and allow your body to do the job that it that that it is supposed to do and it was really cool but it was also incredibly boring for me to watch as you know for twelve hours while my wife sat you know silently on the edge of her bed with nothing apparently happening to the outside observer and it was it was again it was really cool because. You know, you would see on the monitor like these contractions happening, but you couldn't visually see by looking at her that she was having contractions. It was really, it was really cool that way. But again, it was twelve hours of just quiet in a room while she focused and meditated. So that was really boring. To be totally straight, it was it was boring, um, and it was a long night. So what I'm trying to say really is that I would encourage you to talk to your partner about you know what you should do to pass that time in the case that you have a long labor um, because that's probably going to be a significant portion of you, especially, you know, first time labors tend to be a little bit longer than normal. And, you know, I don't have any stats on what average times are or anything like that. But but I know that generally speaking that, you know, your first baby tends to be a little bit of longer labor. And so – and and again, this is gonna be another thing that, that's gonna vary from, from pregnant lady to pregnant lady, right? it's because some of you it's gonna to be totally fine, you know, especially if you've got an epidural maybe, you're gonna turn on a movie and you guys are just gonna kinda of hang out while labor progresses. But for in other cases, um, you know, that there's that your your wife is going to need a lot more interaction. Or maybe in other cases, it's okay for you to take a nap. In other cases, you know, maybe that would feel really hurtful to your spouse. So, So I guess what I'm trying to say, again, is just have this conversation with your spouse of what what is acceptable in terms of what you can do during that time. Because if you can rest, you should get some rest. But again, just have that conversation and set some expectations with your wife beforehand to make sure that you know, you're not So that, that, that she feels supported again, again, like I mentioned before, you know, the most important thing in all of this is that your wife feels supported and loved by you and that you were there for her. Okay. So this is another little thing. This is going to be, this is a, this is one that, you know, you just don't know that it's possible until you know that it's possible. And here's the fact of the matter. It is possible that your wife might poop while she's pushing the baby out and you just need to know that that's possible, and it doesn't happen with everyone, you know, it, it it didn't happen with Grace, but I was glad that I knew it was a possibility, because if it, if I didn't know it was a possibility, and all of a sudden the poop came out with the baby, I I think I think I would have been grossed out, I do, I, I think I would have been grossed out, and you don't want that to be, you know, one of your wife's first memories, Uh, you know, post-baby, is you being grossed out by the fact that her, you know, that she poops, because that's you know that could potentially be embarrassing for her, and that's just not what you want to do. So just be aware of it. Be aware that it's a possibility, and mentally prepare yourself for that fact. So yeah, you should know that. Okay, this is another thing that, that I kind of I don't know if I'd say that I did this on on purpose per se, but but it was a good thing nonetheless. So I would highly recommend not letting your wife change a diaper for several days up to at least you know up to maybe even a, a week or two after the baby's born. This is just, this is just a solid brownie point sort of thing. So, I mean, I knew that I was trying to, you know, pull some extra weight while she was recovering from labor and stuff and, 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 and changing diapers. But, you know, looking back on it, Grace has mentioned it several different times, you know, since then, she's kind of, kind of bragged about it that, you know, that I didn't let her change a diaper for the, for like a week or two after Jackie came. And, and, you know, I think it was, it just, turned out even better than i thought it would i guess in 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 some ways so so i would i guess i'd kind of encourage you to do the same thing i think it was it it worked really well for me and i i think it would probably work really well for you too okay last one for birth so let me let me tell you a little bit of a story for during again during jackie's birth so there was a point in time during you know kind of fairly early on in the labor we got into the hospital but it was still pretty early on and again she had the, our first the first labor was like 23 hours or something ridiculous. It was a long time. Um, but fairly early on after we got into the hospital, I had kind of a moment where I was sort of freaking out a little bit about just about being a dad and taking care of a baby. And I was just I was I was pretty stressed out and anxious about the whole idea. And so I actually kind of texted my mom a little bit and was able to get some reassurance. I, I don't remember if I called her. I might have called her as well. And I got some reassurance there. And, and and Grace, you know, I didn't hide it. Grace knew about it. It kind of hurt her feelings a little bit. She could do a better job of explaining exactly why it hurt her feelings. My understanding of why it hurt her feelings was just this feeling that I wasn't totally there for her. As you guys know by now, we had, we had some hard times, especially towards the towards the earlier part of our marriage, when, when I hadn't made Grace feel totally wanted, and also that I wasn't totally there for Grace. And so I think kind of what was going on for her, if my understanding is correct, is, is basically that it felt like there was this other kind of negative influence, or, or this, this feeling that I wasn't totally there for her, that was sort of invading this first birth and that I that I wasn't that I wasn't totally there. So I guess, okay, so 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 let me get let me come back around to my pro tip for you, I guess. Or not even not even really pro, really amateur tip for you that hopefully, you know, maybe will help you out of to, to not hurt your wife's feelings in the way that I hurt my wife's feelings during this time. I wouldn't be surprised In fact, I would be surprised if there's a lot of other guys out there that have a little bit of a panic attack during labor. So I guess, again, my pro tip, slash not very pro tip at all, is I would try to not let on to your wife that you're having a panic attack. If you need to go make a phone call and have somebody talk some sense into you, you go do that real quick. But I would I would wait for a good while post-birth before you actually let your wife know that that, that, that happened, I guess. And, and again, it's not so much that you're... Not so much that you're hiding it from her. It's just it, this. Here's here's how I want this to be framed in your mind. It's that the most important thing is that she feel loved and supported throughout this birthing process, because this time is not about you. But but you are still a person with feelings throughout this time, right? So you can't just ignore them and shove them way down deep. That doesn't work, right? Your wife can't be the one to 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 coddle you in this instance. You've got to be there to to help her and support her and love her. And you've 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 got to be strong for her. And so 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 deal with your feelings. Don't just ignore them. But I would I would make sure again that the the most important thing is that she feel loved and supported throughout this process. So that that those are, those are my tips around birth itself. All right, y'all. Last section. So now we are in the home stretch. Let's let's talk about early parenthood. There's there's a couple couple little bits and pieces. And this this part is a little bit more applicable to both husband and wife so you can you can both listen to this together if you want to I remember in preparation for early parenthood especially that I was really the thing that stressed me out the most was just knowing what to do because it felt like you know I would look at the parents around me it just felt like they always knew what to do with their child to help them or to soothe them or whatever but here first off I want to tell you this that nobody knows what they're doing even you know, nobody, nobody knows what they're doing because there is literally one rule with parenting, especially especially in the early stages. You know, there there comes time you know when they're more like a toddler when you have to actually start teaching them. But you know, when when they're when they're like an infant or a newborn or something like that, you have one rule: guess and check. That's literally it: guess and check. And the reason that works is because honestly, there are really a very limited number of things that can be wrong with your baby, you know, at least on a a day-to-day basis, right? I mean, of course, it's possible that there could be something seriously wrong, but generally speaking, there are really only four things that could be wrong with your baby that could be causing them to cry. One, their diaper's dirty, wet, poopy, whatever. Two, they are either hot or cold. Three, they're hungry. Or four, they're tired. So, go through that list, and if you've taken care of all those things, and they're still crying, it's going to be okay it's going to be okay. They're, 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 they're not going to cry themselves to death. It's not going to happen. Okay. So, so go through those things. And then if you've covered those bases, then you've done what you can to help your baby basically. Okay. So now let's treat that case where you do have a baby that is continuing to cry after you've taken care of those four things, right? Or they're just not going to sleep, right? So they're, so you can't take care of that last one of them being tired. So I'm gonna refer you to kind of a whole other topic. So this is this is one that I'm sure entire podcasts and in, in fact, you know, videos have been made on this. So so what here's what I want you to Google. Google the happiest baby on the block and look up the five S's. And I encourage you to look up a video of this because seeing somebody apply these things is like watching a magician. The the whole point of this is babies fuss. Because they miss the environment of the womb is is sort of the theory behind this, right? And so these five s's are basically the elements of how to recreate some of that womb like experience for them. so, and I'm probably gonna bush of these, but they're I think they're swaying, sucking, shushing, lying on their side, and swaddled. so those are those are the five things. and again, watch a video. I you know, on in a podcast form it'd be hard to really demonstrate or talk about, you know, what these you know what these applications actually are. But I just again I just encourage you look it up, do some YouTubing of your own to 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 see somebody apply these things because it's literally black magic. I don't understand why it works so well, but it is amazing to apply those things and see your baby calm down. It's super cool. So yeah, again, happiest baby on the block, five S's. Look it up. It's magical. Okay. Next thing. So it's probably going to be a while before you have your spouse back for real. Again, pregnancy changes a woman. It's going to be a long while before their hormones go back to normal. In fact, probably for a lot of the time while they're breastfeeding, they're still going to have you know a lot of these pregnancy type hormones. They they're still not going to be totally back to themselves while they're breastfeeding because there's still just a lot of things happening in their bodies. And, and so it might not be until they're done breastfeeding that they kind of go back to what you remember as being normal in terms of what your spouse was like. And even then, you never really go back to quote-unquote normal because you're parents. You have a kid. Life's different now. The fact of the matter is that's just it's just going to be a little bit different after, after having a kid. But I think part of the great thing about being a parent and part of the great challenge but what can be really a good thing is rediscovering your relationship and how it works and rediscovering how to bring in those elements of what made your relationship great pre-baby and making sure that you're still doing some of those things and, and finding a way to still make those happen. You know, if it's date nights, if it's outings, it's if it's sports, if it's, you know, whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta be intentional and, and, and seek to bring back some of that normal, but just be aware that, your wife's emotional state is probably not going to be the same for a while and be patient it'll be okay she's not gone forever it's going to be okay all right last thing and this is kind of a all sort of a repeat but over the course of this process your your wife's body has changed and it's probably going to be a while before her body is back to normal and there's going to be sort of this in between time where it's like not really maternity size and she doesn't really want to wear her maternity clothes because they're all and gross. Or at least she might feel like they're and gross, rather. But, you know, she also can't fit into her new, into her old jeans, right? So there's, there's going to be an in-between time. And she's probably, once again, going to need to buy some clothes for this time frame. Because in the process of trying to get back to who she was, again, she's want to, going to want to be able to dress herself in a way that is cute and not just feel like... Again, we don't want to contribute to the idea that she isn't beautiful in her new form. Be aware. Love your wife. It's going to be okay. Your budget will recover, I promise. So, okay. So, I think that's about everything that I had for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I always feel a little bit awkward doing these podcasts by myself. But, you know, hopefully this was useful for you guys and hopefully it was a good thing. Also, guys, I just want to really encourage you to rate and review the podcast because it makes a huge difference. And I tell you what, so just I don't remember if it was today or yesterday, uh, Grace found a new review of the podcast, and she about cried she was so happy to see, you know, this positive review of her podcast from somebody that we didn't know. We're gonna start doing shout outs. So we'd love to have you guys rate and review our podcast, and we'd love to shout your name out and and just give you guys some appreciation for the appreciation you're giving us we love you guys we're so grateful for those of you who do listen to this podcast and hopefully it's a good one for you and hopefully it can help you guys hopefully you can learn from the experiences that we've had you know we don't really pretend to be experts at all but hopefully we can give you something from our you know both good and bad experiences and hopefully it can it can help you a little bit but anyways again we love you guys we're so grateful for for those who do listen and